what's up fam what's up fam what's up i hope all is well it's been a minute i think my last recording was june father's day yeah yeah so i know i owe you guys one but you know during these um past few months i've just been really digging a little deep um in my own personal um journey um as as relates to my inner work that i've been doing and been having some deep conversations not only with myself but you know um some people within my circle what have you and so i kind of laid low you know for a while as you can tell (laughs) since i haven't recorded anything since um june so you know what's been up with me you know i would say besides work you know i'm so grateful for my job and you know how i'm able to you know show up each and every day and i feel like i have the opportunity to use my voice and to share with folks you know what i'm growing through and how i can um, continue to utilize my voice and you know especially for those who are the voiceless it's been a lot going on as you all know politically and what's going on in the community and so it's just a lot going on so the world is shifting quite a bit and people are going through it um i know i can speak for myself and this is my podcast so i can be honest and truthful and and share what i want to share but yeah it's, it's been tough it's it's really um been very very tough and so during this season um i've had the opportunity to really kind of journal a little bit more getting back into my affirmations affirming myself and then just really thinking about um you know those things that has contributed to um, not only my success, but also that has contributed to some of my limited thinking, which has caused me to sometimes not always doing the things that I need to do. So with that being said, over these past few months, I've been also monitoring my eating habits. So I can say as of today, I'm pretty much down 25 almost 30 pounds um, since May and I am very happy about that I have attributed that to one being mindful of what I consume and so for the past three years or more well longer than that I've been working out and working out you know pretty much almost every day but what I realized especially at my age that you can't play around with your intake. (laughs) So what I realized is that even though my eating habits over the years have changed, I don't eat a lot of sweets or go hard in the paint on pastries and things like that. But when you are 45 years old, hormones out of control, yeah, it is sometimes very, very challenging to keep those pounds off. And, And sugar is definitely the devil. It is definitely the devil. So I made the decision that I need to stop saying, oh, I don't have time to meal prep and it's too tedious. And, excuse me, this and that. But actually what has contributed to my success is the meal prep. So I will tell anyone who is looking to 
make some changes in their weight management, food is key. You know, you can work out all you want and it's going to help. But if you are not consuming the right foods and eating properly according to your your body type, and I'm an endo, not not well-versed in saying the whole word, but there's endo, ecto, and miso. And so I'm endo. So I try my best to eat within my macros. And I realize that the carbs have to be reduced in my diet in order to continue the weight loss and to maintain my weight. Hence, I'm sitting up here and, you know, sometimes they like for you to do away with alcohol and things like, like that. And I will tell you that alcohol did contribute to my weight gain because it wouldn't be nothing to it for me to to down a bottle of Mar- um, Merlot or Cab. My favorite Cab is um, Sledgehammer. I can do one of those by myself. And I justify it by, say, by saying, you know, it's only four glasses in a bottle. <laughs> so that is true. However, that doesn't mean that I need to consume a whole bottle. But that's what I was doing pretty much over the weekends and things like that. And even though it was um, Cabernet and I drink a very bold, dry red, it still racks up. So I slowed down on my consumption of wine. And I do drink only on Fridays and Saturdays. I still have a minimum that I will go um, or maximum that I will go is two drinks. And so lately, my drink of choice um, has been Kettle One. Kettle One Peach Blossom. Peach Orange Blossom. It is no carbs, no sugar, gluten-free. And I'm one of those chicks. I drink it straight. No chaser, baby. I don't need all the extra calories in the juice. I can handle mine. So, so I'm sitting up here sipping and, and chatting with you. And so I'm going to dig on into it. So this episode uh, is called, this episode is called Father, Brother, Lover. (laughs) Father, Brother, Lover. And I'm about to break this down to you as simply as I can put it. I've just been thinking about um, a lot lately. My husband and I just celebrated 16 years yesterday on October the 16th, 19 years together. And I'm just so grateful and appreciative of being in partnership with someone who allows me to be who I am. So I'm grateful for that. So um, we had a good time, just cool time. We didn't really do much of anything. We exchanged gifts and end up exchanging the same gift. So I, I, I say we are very much so in sync um, as it relates to our um, gifts and things like that. We are not one of those type of people where we, you know, go out and buy a whole bunch of gifts and things like that or have a lot of needs and things like that. So it's so interesting that I just switched over to iPhone and he wanted to get me the watch to pair up with it. And he's getting the new iPhone that's coming out soon. And he is a techie guy. So I wanted to make sure he had the watch. So hence that we will have the same watch except for his is bigger and with a blue band, navy band. And I have the smaller uh, size with the red band as my favorite color. So with that being said, it was a good day, quiet day, and we started watching Lovecraft Country. And that's a whole nother episode that I'll talk about later and pray I don't have any nightmares. But back to what I was talking about. So brother, father, let's start there. Father, brother, lover. This came to me and 
and the reason why I'm having this conversation. And remember, I told you I do these podcasts for you all. That's cool, too, if you decide to listen. But most of this is just me talking to myself out loud. And you just so happen to drop in and listen to me. And I appreciate that. So I was deep in thought, you know, continuing after Father's Day and thinking about the relationship I have with my father or the lack of relationship I had with him growing up. And I will tell you, you know, having your parents in your life, period, right, is very important. It's critical. But growing up in a single parent home and not having the other person. And trust me, I understand that there are a lot of folks that may come from divorced homes and things like that, but still have both of their parents, hopefully in the same city if possible, relationship and visitation with both parents. Um, and, and all of those things. In my case, I didn't have that. So my mom decided that being six months pregnant with me at that time, my father um, was not the best boyfriend at the time. He had issues with drinking a lot. Um, he was also physically abusive. And she just refused to bring me into that, especially since she had already experienced that previously in prior relationships with um, my sister's father and just some things that she saw growing up with my grandmother experiencing abuse. And she decided that I'm not going to continue this. So being six months pregnant with me and also Her father at that time was killed by a woman. She dealt with a lot of sadness, of course, uh, while I was in her belly being prepped and baked. And, you know, it's very critical when you are birthing a child that during that time where that child's in the womb, that child feeds off of everything. The food that you eat, the drinks, the everything, the emotions. And so sometimes I deal with bouts of sadness that I can't even explain why. And I can only contribute that to what my mother was going through when she had me. You know, ending a relationship with someone that she thought possibly she could have been married to. Ending, um, mourning the loss of the death of her father, who, who her father did not treat her very well. So my mother didn't have great examples of what a man should do, how he should treat a woman because she didn't have that from her dad, even though he was a provider and she did, uh, he was too also an alcoholic. That's how he, she met her husband. I mean, how she met my dad was through my grandfather because they would sit up at the bar and drink. So I say all of that to go into my point about father, brother, lover. So growing up my father once I was born my father decided that he did not want to live the lifestyle of being an alcoholic or an abuser he found Christ and so shortly after that he became saved got involved into the church then married someone else shortly after um, the breakup of uh, he and my mother and so with that being saying he got married moved around the corner not too far from my mother's state and build a life with another woman and had another child, my youngest sister. 
And so throughout that time of growing up, um, he had two other, three other children. So my father has four children, three girls and a boy. And he did not raise neither one of us. He did not support any of us, except for me. I got child support, but it wasn't much. Um, However, the other siblings, unfortunately, except for the youngest one, she got everything. So he, at that time, had a good job. And she was the spoiled one. She got everything that she wanted, clothes, everything. And he took care of her and his wife because he was quote unquote doing what he thought the the Bible said and that's to cling to your family and and basically your other children as his ex-wife would call us his bastard children basically we had nothing coming so growing up I will have you know my father in and out of my life because the only way I could connect with him or talk to him was through going through my aunts and siblings to be able to connect with him, share with him updates of how I was doing or what have you, or to be able to talk to him because when I would call him to talk to him, his wife will always change the number. And so, you know, my mother, bless her heart, rest her soul, she would never say anything bad about my father, she will always tell me that he loves me or whatever. Now, probably when she talked to her friend, she probably said he wouldn't shit, which I don't blame her. But she always validated me. She always was, she never spoke ill of him. Even during the times where he would promise that he would come get me and wouldn't show up, I would be all ready for him. And he wouldn't show up, wouldn't call, wouldn't show. And so to this day, I still battle abandonment issues you know, some trust issues. And so, you know, just when you think that you have overcome some things, when you don't totally heal from those things, they will continue to creep up. And, you know, many, many years ago, and I think I said this in the last podcast, I thought I had healed from some things back in my early 20s, shared with him what I you know, wanted him to know back in my early 20s, forgave him, but didn't hear him tell me he loved me until five years ago when I was 40 years old. And so I think, you know, there's still some things in my psyche that I'm still dealing with. And I say that, you know, it's very important that when you're in relationships, so whether you are in a relationship right now, you're seeking a relationship or looking to be in a relationship, and that, and this is for my ladies, you attract someone who is just like your dad in some shape or form, right? And I used to say, well, I didn't, I didn't attract anyone that was like my dad. My dad was absent. So we'll get that at next. So the father that I needed, the father figure that I wanted wasn't there. And my mom, bless her heart, she didn't always make the best relationships decisions. However, there were quite a few, quite a few people that in and entered in, in and out of her life that I end up liking sometime. But, you know, I was craving that attention. I was craving that attention from a man and I wanted a daddy. I, you know, so some of her boyfriends, I would try to do my best to be nice and want them to like me. And because I'm looking for a father, I want this um, male protection and I want to feel love. 
And when those relationships wouldn't manifest to anything or what have you, I will become disappointed. And so that's why you see so many people. And I think, um, especially folks my age, they do not allow their boyfriends or what have you, if they're not really, really serious to intertwine or or connect with their children, especially if you don't know if they're going to stay or not, because you just don't want kids to get caught up emotionally with these people. And then it doesn't pan out. Some people do that. And so, so, you know, going into the brother part. So I didn't have my father in my life. And so I crave for male attention. You would think growing up with a mother and a sister in the house that more of my feminine energy would dominate but it didn't I was very much so a tomboy but also I also was in a household that was masculine energy driven due to the fact that that my mother you know she had to be the, the sole provider so my mother as feminine as she was was had a lot of masculine energy due to you know being a single mother you know being the provider being the the nurturer everything but she dominated because she had to protect herself and protect her heart and so that's how she raised her children right she raised her two daughters and so with that being said in my childhood i also craved the attention from young boys i wanted a big brother i wanted someone to protect me and so as I was thinking, I knew that I had a brother. However, I had never met him. And because my father and I didn't have the best relationship, and at that time, I really don't even think he was even seeing his son or had much interaction with his son, I didn't. I felt deprived of even having a brother. I did not meet my brother. I met him one time, I believe, when I was a teenager for a very hot second. And then I didn't meet him again fully until I turned 21. And I just really wished that, and when I was growing up, I wished I had a big brother. I had a big sister. She and I are 10 years apart. However, it's nothing like um, having this other perspective, right? I wanted, and I hung around with boys because I wanted to hear the male perspective. I wanted to hear, you know, I wanted somebody to teach me the game, even though I already know as women, we teach the game. I get that now, right? However, I wanted male connection to be able to tell me, you know, how do boys or at that time think, you know, what do they think and what do they look for in a girlfriend and a woman? I wanted someone who can protect me. I lived in an area in Buckeye and East Side where you had to protect yourself and you had to be tough. I wanted somebody that, who can teach me how to fight and to be tough and to hold my own, even though, um, Sharon did her best to do that. I had to really kind of do that on my own, but I'm not going to lie. She did teach me that too, because there was one time I had um, a young girl who chased me home, her and her brother, and I ran home and my sister said, I know you just didn't run home. You ain't going to ever run from a fight. You're going to go back out there. And so from that, and, and she kind of put her hands on me too. <laughs> like you ain't go, you sit up here and act all tough with me in the house. But what you're not going to do is have somebody punk you out here in these streets. So that was the last time I've ever allowed anyone to run me home because I did not want to get the wrath from my sister. But from that point on, I could hold my own. Didn't get into a lot of fights when I was younger, but I wasn't ever going to run home. 
So when I think about, I crave this yearning to have a male in my life, a big brother protector, because that's what I was looking for. I was looking for someone to protect me. I was looking for someone who could share with me what things that they go through and what how I should act. I mean, I was such a tomboy. I'm like, you know, I like boys and, you know, and all this other stuff, but how am I supposed to be appealing when I'm too busy trying to play football with them or basketball with them and things like that? And so I realized, and this is where I came up with this episode, I, last week, Brielle and I, my daughter, we were in a car and we were at a light and she said, mommy, am I the best thing that ever happened in your life? I said, you baby, you sure are you the best thing that ever happened in my life? And she was like, don't you, weren't you glad when I was born? I was like, yeah, I was. She was just like, but Bryce said that, um, I, he came out first because he pushed me out the way. So I laughed and I said, honestly, I said, I did want a boy first. And I said, I wanted a boy first. I said, God, if you, when I become pregnant, I want a boy first and then a girl if I have two kids. Um, I did honestly said I wanted two boys because I just didn't want to have to fuss with some hair and all the other stuff because I barely know how to do my own. But I said, um, I said, but you know, I said, God, if I'm going to have a kid, I want a boy first. And I said, because I want somebody who can protect my daughter. I said, I wanted to, I wanted to have a boy first so he can protect you. I wanted, I want Bryce to protect you. So I say that and I had an opportunity to really think about what I said later on. And I thought about it and I said, I have to stop that. I have to stop that thinking of that a brother, if I had my brother in my life, he would have been able to protect me. If I had my brother, he would have been able to substitute what my daddy didn't do. And I can't think like that anymore. And what I'm what I'm what I'm stopping doing right now is I can't look at my son as the protector of his sister. That's not his responsibility. His responsibility is to be a brother. His responsibility is to love his sister. And that's all. And to be Bryce. He wasn't put on this earth to have extra pressure from his parents. I'll speak for myself, for me, to say you were brought on this earth to also protect your sister. No, that's too much pressure putting on someone. If I decide to have a kid, it's my job as her parent, her mother, to be her provider, her protector. Her brother is just to love her, to be there for her. Listen to her when she has things to say or when she has challenges or what have you. But Bryce's role is to be Bryce, not to be protector. So I say that because we have to be careful about the amount of pressure and expectations we put on people that they didn't ask for. You know, this podcast is only for 30 minutes, so I'm going to have to drill to the point. The next point. So I talked about a little bit about my dad. So you know a little bit about that and what I was missing and what and the things that I wanted and needed. And then I talked about my brother and where I had put him there, right? And I think part of me feels some kind of way towards my brother because he wasn't there. No fault of his own because he couldn't be there. He didn't know anything about me either. And honestly, with the life that he had, unfortunately, he wouldn't have been able to be what I needed him to be either, possibly. 
because he went through a lot and that would have been a lot of pressure on him so that goes to the lover my husband love him so dearly but remember earlier in this conversation I said you will attract someone who's just like your dad and what I mean by that about my lover my husband my husband is an awesome provider phenomenal father my kids don't miss a beat neither do I but what I attracted in my life that's similar to my father is that my husband is disconnected emotionally just like my daddy my husband is challenged when it comes to expressing himself just like my daddy now he doesn't have a problem sharing his love for me telling me he loved me or what have you but when it comes to the things that he may be going through and growing through it's very difficult for him to express that and share that with me and i won't say all men are like this but there are a whole lot that are but he feels like hey i'm a man and i can get through this well, I don't burden you with my problems because you have everything else. You have your kids and you have your friends and you have your family that you have to contend with. And I'll just swallow this up. But what I've been telling him and hopefully been showing him that I am your partner and I am here. And I'm the best person to really be vulnerable with and comfortable with and showing your emotions. And I say this in all sincerity and that is ladies or gentlemen whoever is listening think about who you are attracting in your life doing the inner work is critical I love my husband dearly I know for a fact he is my soulmate But I am doing my best to show him that I'm working on my soul and healing me. And I will hope that he will do the same. Because he continues to create this story that I am a man, a strong black man. And I can deal with my challenges myself. Now, has he been to counseling before? He has. So he's not totally adverse to counseling. But I think so much men try to do things on their own or they talk to their 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 boys and they all talk to each other. And that's what I've noticed, too. He's talking to his boys and they all have similar concerns, whether it's, you know, wanting to do something different in their careers, whether it's, hey, I'm trying to battle being a black man in society with a whole bunch of sharks and I'm trying to protect my family, my friends. I'm just trying to stay alive because I have to wear a mask because I'm a big guy and I have to wear a mask and I don't want to be out here in these streets with COVID as well as I don't want nobody mistaking me for something else because our black men are dying. But I also want to tell my black men while I'm wrapping up this episode. Black men, I don't want you to die from your depression. I don't want you to die because you don't want to be in tune with your heart. Because you're trying to be strong. It is okay, men, to balance and to dibble a little bit into your feminine energy. As ladies, while I speak for myself, we don't expect you to be strong and tough all the time. Vulnerability is sexy and a motherfucker. It is okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to to let your partner know that there are times where you don't feel like being strong. 
Because trust me, strong is overrated. I know for a fact. So I'm just sharing my father, brother, lover story to you because this has been on my heart. And actually, this is um, as I can continue to connect with my therapist, my counselor. She got me doing some other exercises around this. And so right now I'm just purging and releasing and healing because what I want for my daughter is for her to be a confident black woman as she grows up and that anything that she grows through or go through will be her stuff and not that stuff that she has to share from what I have shared with her or limiting beliefs that I put on her or her dad. Whatever she and Bryce goes through will be the stuff that they create. I refuse to put anything on my children that doesn't serve them because I'm already still shedding and releasing layers of things that were told to me, taught to me, observed by me that no longer serves me. So I challenge you today If you are listening to me right now, it's time for us to do the work. It's time for us to heal. Sometimes you don't always feel good. It's time for you to process what that feeling is. What's in your body? How does it feel? How does it sound? What colors and shapes do you see? What what comes up for you? It's time to let it go so that you can grow. Especially if you're looking for the relationship that you want to have with the intimate relationship you want to have with someone else, you definitely got to have an intimate relationship with yourself. So it's that time, people. Love on yourself. Love on others. It's time for your healing. It's your time. I'm out. Got another podcast. Listen to me. I'll be sharing some more of what I'm purging and releasing. And thank you for listening to me. God bless. Peace and love.